Have you ever wondered why some people can casually drink while others become alcoholics? Or why some people are so addicted to smoking that they will continue to do so even after being diagnosed with something as devastating as cancer? In this podcast, we're going to discuss addiction and its relationship with genetics and how it can be used for prevention and treatment. Addiction is more than just a lack of control or compulsion to use the substance. According to the American Society of Addiction Medicine, it defines addiction as a treatable chronic medical disease involving complex interactions among brain circuits, genetics, the environment, and an individual's life experiences. People with addiction use, substance, or engage in behaviors that become compulsive and are often continuing despite harmful consequences. Drug addiction is a common brain disorder that is extremely costly to the individual and also to society. When we look at the factors that can contribute to someone's likelihood of becoming addicted to certain substances, we can see that certain things such as environment, a person's life experience, and genetics all play a major role in a person's likelihood of developing an issue with substance use and addiction. In this podcast, we're going to focus on the genetic factor that makes a person more likely to become addicted to substances. According to the World Health Organization, um, there is an estimated 2 billion alcohol users that are considered alcoholics, 1.3 billion tobacco users who use um, tobacco every day, and 185 million illicit drug users worldwide. And there are several studies that show that there is a strong evidence that addiction involves the interplay of both genetics and environment. One very specific example of this, where a genotype was identified, is in those of European ancestry who carry the genotype labeled CYP2B6-6. And those holding that genotype are more likely to relapse than those with other genotypes. In this example, we can see a very specific link between genetics and the likelihood that someone will struggle with an addiction to nicotine smoking. When it comes to alcoholism, there are numerous large twin studies and meta-analysis of other studies that show that within alcoholics, 50 to 70% of them have a genetic. This number is huge and important in discovering the link between addiction and treatment. A specific gene variant named CHRA5-A3-B4 shows a strong affinity with alcohol and cocaine addictions. In addition to this, the GABRA2 or the GABRA2 gene variant are so extremely associated with alcoholism that it has shown a predisposition for alcoholism in 60% of those carrying this gene variant. Scientists have discovered 
many other genovariants and genotypes associated with addiction and substance abuse. So what does it mean when a person is a carrier of one of these? It simply means that they're at a greater risk of developing an addiction when compared to those who do not have this. Um, because people inherit their genes from their parents, it's those who have family members who also struggle with addiction that may be at greater risk. At least half of a person's susceptibility to drug addiction and substance abuse can be linked to genetic factors. Um, a presentation was conducted at congressional hearing um, that outlined this new research. Um, and again, there's numerous studies um, that link these specific genovariants and genotypes to susceptibility of um, struggling with addiction and predisposition predisposition to struggling with substance abuse, um, that this new research on the genetic um, basis for addiction and the recommended ways to incorporate those findings into treatment, um, and this was organized by the APA's Science Government Relations Office. Um, and, it, and a huge piece of this that comes into play is the misunderstanding um, of addiction and how it truly does have a genetic link and what that means. Um, while there is still a strong affinity related to environment and how this does come into play, scientists are showing us how important it is to understand genetics and what it, the predisposition means for you. So if a person were to get um, this genetic testing done that shows that they have these different gene um, variants or gene um, genotypes, perhaps that person would be more cautious when it comes to um, drugs, alcohol, and tobacco. Perhaps they would make the decision to never try it, knowing that their likelihood of addiction would be much higher than those um, that would not carry those specific genovariants. Um, according to a national survey, only 5% of primary care physicians feel confident in their ability to interpret genetic skills. So that's only 5% right now meaning that this tool used to combat and prevent addiction is not being utilized. So this will be something that will be super important as um, we get better at the science to help in the treatment and prevention of addiction. The director of the National Institute on Drug Abuse stated, Understanding the complex interactions between the factors involved in drug abuse and addiction is critical to their effective prevention and treatment. In addition to this, um, she goes on to explain how the certain amount of dopamine receptors known as D2 can be a predictor of a person's likelihood to struggle with alcohol, um, cocaine, and heroin use. Um, and in this, she explains how um, those with fewer D2 receptors are more likely to become addicted to those um, substances than for those that do have um, more of those receptors. Receptors. And those are all genetically determined. The amount of D2 receptors you have um, is something that is created from your genetics and something that you don't have control over. A study that I found particularly shocking um, was conducted at the University of Pennsylvania um, by Dr. Lerman. And in his study, he found that 75% of a person's inclination to begin smoking is genetically related.
He goes on to further his research to determine that um, that the uh, uh, genes also account for 60% of the tendency to become addicted and 54% of one's ability to quit. So a huge genetic factor comes into play when it comes to a smoker and their likelihood of being able to quit. Another interesting aspect of the relationship between genetics um, and addiction is how we as individuals deal with and cope with stress. So again, it kind of boils down to this environment versus um, biological source of how we cope and deal with stress, nature versus nurture, if you will. Um, but there are a lot of research um, studies that show that the way that we are inclined to initially deal and cope with stress has a strong genetic link as well. Some of these push a person to use substances to numb their emotions as opposed to working through their emotions. This is an interesting thing to consider because perhaps if we know a person has this genetic predisposition, we'd focus on things such as teaching coping skills, healthy ways to manage stress, really pushing these um, educational aspects of prevention of addiction would become crucially important. Because there are a set of genes that determine whether or not we're at a greater risk of developing a substance use disorder and also a host of genes that determine how we react to stress, together this really could be the true recipe for the likelihood that a person will struggle with addiction. Um, there is a Dr. Kathleen Brady from um, the Medical University of South Carolina who stated, there isn't a gene for a specific trait necessarily, it's a gene by gene with an environmental interaction. You can be genetically predisposed but never develop a substance use disorder because you live in a protective environment. But if you have the vulnerable gene for alcohol abuse and experience early life trauma of some sort, there could be changes that lead you to have an exaggerated stress response to future stress and be mo more vulnerable to develop alcohol dependence. Along the same lines as considering how a person copes with and manages stress, we can also see and understand how a person struggling with depression and anxiety are more likely to have addiction issues. So one way to combat um, an addiction or substance use disorder would be to treat the underlying mental health issue of anxiety and depression. And a major way that scientists are learning that help combat that are with specific medications. And because each person um, metabolizes medications differently, pharmacogenetic testing would be super important when it comes to prescribing medications that works ideally with a specific person. So in this, we'd be able to successfully treat a person's underlying issue of depression and anxiety and help prevent any addiction issues in the future when we're able to target down and narrow in what medication will work best with their genes. So from this, we can see how stress reduction and treatment of anxiety and depression can help reduce the risk of developing an addiction and also prevent relapse. This will become critical when it comes to 
treating addiction and substance abuse disorders. There are psychiatrists that are currently using this genetic testing um, to help in their treatment of alcoholism, and they do so um, by looking for the variant, um, a very specific variant called OPRM1. It's an opioid receptor variant, and this one has been linked to a greater risk of developing various addictions um, and also a much likely um, or a higher likelihood of a, a relapse when exposed to certain environmental factors such as stress um, and when being around the substance again. So one thing um, that psychiatrists who are using this genetic testing use um, in prevention is naltrexone um, because it really helps um, curb these um, alcohol cravings um, by blocking these opioid receptors. And by blocking that opioid receptor, it makes that person um, less likely um, to go back to um, drug and alcohol use. Within this, we'd be able to really develop a sincerely individualized, unique um, treatment plan um, for addiction and substance use disorders, but this will only come um, with more research as we narrow down certain gene types um, and also their interactions with each other, their interactions with the environment, um, what turns certain variants on, what makes someone who has a variant um, you know, become that alcoholic, and what makes that person who has that genovariant never become an alcoholic and be able to drink um, socially. So it's really an interweb of a lot of information that still is yet to be discovered, but as we narrow this down and we become more familiar with um, the genetic factors um, and how genetics and environment interplay with each other, I think we'll be able to kind of have a breakthrough um, treatment plan for addiction, which is just such a huge um, problem everywhere in the world. Um, so what an amazing opportunity um, that um, is out there for us as we continue to look to science to further learn and research this um, and be able to fine-tune um, a tool that could be used to help and save so many lives. Thank you for listening to my podcast.